Hello and welcome to Cardinal Cast. It's uh, been a while since I've had the opportunity to uh, to do a Cardinal Cast uh, with you. Um, I don't have Lonnie Watson with me tonight. She'll uh, hopefully join um, next week. Um, we're changing our studio around a little bit, so I'm sitting in my office. I think last week uh, she was in her office um, uh, for a Cardinal Cast. Um, if you didn't get a chance, uh, go back and take a look at last week's video where she talks about social media. We've, we're dealing with some stuff with social media um, from students last week. And so she did a nice job with a video, just, uh, informational, uh, information or informational for parents. I thought it was really good. So my name is Jerry Mack. I'm the high school principal here at Shadron. Well, just kind of want to talk with you, uh, more than anything, just to check in, kind of share how our school year is going so far, um, is kind of my main point. I will share some of the health guidelines that we have that, um, we're initiating, uh, with activities that are coming out because next week is our big week. We finally get to host uh, a lot of different events. So far, I think we've just hosted football. We had some uh, middle school volleyball, I think, last night was our first uh, indoor home event, but we haven't hosted any other varsity events other than football so far or any high school events for that matter. So, um, so first of all, just some feedback uh, for parents and for our community. I am so proud of the, the students and staff of Shadron High School. Um, as some of you know, that we kind of had a rash of cases in our community. For us, it was the week before the school year started. Um, in fact, our entire office was out for the first 10 to 14 days. Uh, all of us either tested positive for COVID or were on quarantine. So we started the school year after day one with just... Um, people subbing in the office, answering phones, no principal, no activities director, none of the secretaries were here. Uh, and we did great. The students did great. Uh, the rest of us, we were working from home, but it's, it's, a, it's different when you're trying to start your school year working from home. Um, but I was so proud of the students and staff, uh, how we kicked off. As you know, our, we have standard operating procedures that we've never had before. And so it was just, it's just so different this year. Uh, with some of the things we're doing. And truthfully, leading the charge has been our students. Mask wearing is always the topic that comes up first. Um, that seemed to be the big hot topic with adults. I can tell you it hasn't been a hot topic with students. We haven't had any issues. Um, they're not mandatory for our school district, but you'd be surprised how many students were cho choosing to wear a mask or come to our office and ask for a, a mask uh, throughout the day or for each day. Um, and we've been happy to um, oblige with that. So uh, the students have been uh, really leading the charge there and setting the example. I can tell you, I didn't want to wear a mask. I wasn't wearing a mask through the summer. I didn't, I'm not out in the public a whole lot through the summer, um, but I was really putting it off, I'll be honest with you. And it wasn't until that in-service week, the week before, before school started, which actually that was when I got exposed, um, that's when I started wearing a mask. And I can tell you that the exposure that we had the week prior had to do at times during the week where I wasn't wearing the mask, where I was um, taking mask breaks here in the office. Um, and sure enough, who knew that we had COVID in the air and, and uh, was uh, infected with it. <coughs> Excuse me. And I can't shake the cough. I have this nagging cough. Um, and I was cleared to recover probably a week and a half ago, but the cough has been lingering uh, with me. Um, but other than that, um, I can tell you this, uh, today, speaking for today, we don't have any active cases uh, in the district with any students or staff. Uh, Panhandle Public Health District has been phenomenal to work with, with providing information. So if someone was to test positive in our community, 
if they were a school student, a K-12 student, uh, or staff member, um, we get notified um, through a confidential list so that we can uh, help support uh, excusing the attendance, uh, provide instruction, and have a return date so that teachers can continue to work with those students. Uh, we've had uh, staff that have been out, uh, other than myself even, um, and it, so it's been challenging, but it's surprisingly uh, gone uh, just very smoothly. And, and uh, again, just so proud of our school, uh, our community, um, on, on how that part has been working with public health through this COVID crisis. So, um, <coughs> excuse me again, uh, it's real. Um, uh, I, I can't share information or diagnosis for other people, but I, I can tell you um, about myself and what I went through. And so for me, it was the end of the first day of school when I had symptoms, all the symptoms, and they lasted a, a couple of hours. And then for the most part, it's just body aches, it's fatigue, um, a loss of a taste and smell sensation. I still have that a little bit. Um, but, it, you know, I've had flu symptoms far worse with far worse body aches and, and discomfort. Um, didn't have fever. A lot of the adults that we've had connected with the school, I think I can share that not major symptoms. Some of them are a little more major in the first couple of days. Uh, haven't been a lot of fevers. That's been inconsistent. The taste smell has been fairly consistent uh, with the people who ended up testing positive. And we've had people in the community that, that had all the symptoms uh, but test negative. And we've had them test negative even more than once because they just had so many symptoms. Um, so I do know that there's some other strains of something in our, in, I think anyway, in our community as well. So um, just hats off to the, the healthcare workers that are out there providing the testing and, and working um, with all of us. Um, hats off to the Panhandle Public Health District uh, for the guidance they give. It's so It's been so easy to have them give guidance when they say, okay, here's what you have, here's the student, here's the staff, and here's the expected return date, uh, how long they're going to be out. It's just so easy to communicate with them and, and to, to know what we, uh, what we need to provide. Unlike last spring, <clears throat> last spring we weren't ready. And I, I'll be honest with you, last spring we did a crummy job with, with educating, and we did the best we could do at the time. But we weren't prepared for it, and it was the worst teaching we've ever done uh, or ever had out of uh, Shattern Public Schools. Um, the difference going into this fall is we were ready for it. We had our teachers trained. Uh, some parents, you know, were using Google Classroom, and, and as far as how we can provide and do the turning in assignments, sharing of assignments without having to print um, hard copies of worksheets or those kind of things. Um, we can provide videos um, of some teaching as well. And so we were ready for it going in. And so our students that are out, um, we just ex we're excusing the illnesses. And as you can imagine, we've had quite a few, especially the first two weeks of school. And we're, just, we're able to provide instruction. Uh, those students, um, and most for the students, it seems like they're mostly out on quarantines because of a close contact, like a family member or someone in the home. Um, since the start of August, we have not had mass quarantines, knock on wood. Um, we haven't had um, transmission that we believe has been happening or happened at school. It's been something outside of school, family members, of uh, close contact um, that has caused some quarantines for, for our students. Um, we just don't know. The, the one place, like we can't guarantee six-foot distancing uh, for our students we actually, I'm surprised how good we've been able to provide social distancing um, in breaks, but 
our, our big push is if we can't get the six foot distancing, then we're really encouraging, which is what public health says as well. We're encouraging the face mask. Um, and a lot of times we're getting both. We're getting social distance and students are still wearing their face masks and teachers are finding ways to teach with face masks or even face shields. Um, we had, uh, I saw last, I guess it was yesterday, I tried to take pictures and it just didn't work with the shade, but um, we have teachers teaching outside uh, when they can get to a lecture piece. So the lawn chair lectures, I think is what Mr. Nobling calls his. So occasionally they can go outside, sit in the shade uh, or the cool air of the morning. Um, a lot of space, don't need face masks, and they're able to provide instruction. And so the other thing we're really encouraging is, is every class take a break. Uh, sometime during class, go outside so uh, students and staff can take the face mask off for a little bit. And again, that's because they're wearing it all the time. We're just, I'm telling you, I thought it would be a bigger fight to get people to wear the face mask. And it just hasn't been. It's, it's, it's been very smooth. Not that everyone wears one. Um, we'll have a few students, but well over 90%, probably over 95% of the students are wearing a face mask. Um, and, and those that don't have been very respectful of others and, and providing space. So it's worked out really well, um, far smoother than we thought. I know we did a lot of planning through the summer. <coughs> Excuse me again. Um, I, I just would not have imagined it, it would actually go as smoothly as it has. And I'm just really proud of, of student staff. Uh, parents, I heard a lot um, from you on both sides of the fence over face masks through the summer, the start of the school year. Um, that's probably the biggest kickback we've had. And as we move into our activities, that's that's going to be an area where I do have some concerns. Um, we are just so stinking excited that we can actually have activities. Um, in the eastern part, as you might know, there are there are large school districts that have canceled all fall activities. Um, as you know, the Omaha public school system is an example in Nebraska. They don't have football. They don't have volleyball. They don't have fall sports. Um, we do. And we're happy to provide that for the kids, for the students. Um, and so we are going to have some guidelines. And for us, we've kind of separated it between the outdoor events and the indoor events. And so the indoor right now is volleyball. And so for our volleyball, if you want to come and spectate this event that's put on for students, then you're going to be asked to wear a mask in the gym because it's an indoor uh, setting. Um, can't guarantee six-foot social distancing. We hope you try. Um, but again, public health says if you, if you don't have the six-foot social distancing, then wear a mask. And, and so that's, that's the one place we're going to require it. By all means, you do not have to come spectate. The event uh, that we're doing um, is, isn't for the adults who show up. They're spectators. That, I mean, it's an opportunity for you to come watch this, um, this event, like volleyball, for instance. Um, but it's really put on for the students. It's for them to work on the skills they've been practicing all week, for them to have competition. Um, that's what it's really about. And so we hope you continue to support us in allowing kids to do their thing and to be part of activities. Um, our fear going into this was if we lose control of the, the cases in our community or in our school, mass quarantines would be a prime example where we wouldn't be able to compete. We wouldn't be able to host um, or even um, have those competitions. So we're just wanting those to continue as long as we can. And so far, the way I see it going, the way our students are, uh, uh, students and staff, coaches, um, 
the efforts we were putting in, I, I feel pretty confident that we can continue with our activities this fall. Um, I do ask that spectators come in to respect that and respect um, that those events are for our students. Um, and we're going to live stream varsity events. So uh, varsity volleyball will be one we'll live stream. So you can stay at home. You don't have to worry about the face mask. You can sit at home and still watch the event. Um, same with home uh, football as well. Softball has been more challenging because of the Wi-Fi. We just don't have access to, to connect into um, an Internet system uh, there. So those are some of our efforts. I really appreciate um, the support um, you've provided um, and the opportunities that your efforts are also providing opportunities for our students to continue to participate and continue to, to compete. And I, I just I thank you for that. <clears throat> a couple of things to plug. Um, <laughs> I'm going to deal with this cough a little bit here. Um, one is communication. Communication just continues to change, and I've noticed dramatically the last um, three years of how to best provide communication to our families. And so we do have the remind accounts, and you can go onto the uh, the, the Shatter and High blog site and get information on how to sign up for that. Um, we've done the YouTube channel, which has been pretty popular for some conversations, uh, the Shadron HS for Shadron High School YouTube channel. I really encourage you to take a look at, at the Shadron High School YouTube channel. Um, and the playlists on there, there's the Cardinal Cast are recorded there, and that's where we can push them out to other social media platforms after we, this recording uh, today. Uh, but on top of that, I have some two-minute drills. And the two-minute drills, I recorded a lot of those last year. Um, but they would really be valuable for the start of this school year as well. So they'd be valuable to learn why we do free and reduced lunch forms, what that looks like, what's the benefits of that. There's one of them on how to take our activities calendar that's on the R School today and put it on your Google calendar so you can see it from your phone like I do. So my, my calendar, the activities calendar, is on my phone now. Um, and so there's one about calendars, and, and it's just kind of a how-to. Um, so there's a lot of different videos on there that you can take a look at. We do have the blog. The blog was more for some other articles. <clears throat> it hasn't had as much viewing as it had probably 10 years ago, eight years ago. Um, it seems like more the the social media. So um, we're trying to make some efforts to put things on Twitter and Facebook um, with some short announcements and, and those kind of things. But if you want to hear a conversation, um, the YouTube channel would be a good one. Um, my pr preferred method is a podcast because I don't care to see the audio like or the video, excuse me, I don't care to see that. Like, you don't need to sit here and watch my face um, where you can listen to our, our Shattered High School podcast on any of the, the podcast platforms. So at least you can get the audio and you don't have to have your phone. It won't use as much battery because the screen doesn't need to be on uh, for you to listen to a podcast. So that's how I start my day every day is I just have podcasts on uh, a variety of different things that I like to listen to for my entertainment or for my information or my news. Um, so if that's something you can discover, um, we probably have some um, videos out there on the two-minute drill also on, on just communication in itself. Um, we do have a special day coming up, and I just want to mention it now, and I'm going to have Mrs. Watson visit more about it next week. Um, the state <clears throat> knows that our seniors missed out on a free opportunity to take an ACT last spring. So last spring, our juniors would have taken the ACT for state testing. But we weren't in school. We were on remote learning <coughs> because of the coronavirus crisis. And so 
they're going to allow us to provide an ACT test for seniors. It's not going to count for state recording, which is kind of sad because it's a very talented class. And I think academically they're going to score very well. Um, but on September 22nd, we're going to have our students, our seniors, go over to the, the National Guard Armory on campus where it's a large uh, room where we can get social distancing. It's going to be quiet as well. And they, they get an opportunity. It's the paper-pencil version of the ACT. So they're going to get the ACT for free on September 22nd, the entire senior class. Um, just to tie into that, Mrs. Watson is going to... Um, we're going to use some grant money that we have um, to provide them uh, uh, lunch at the cafeteria at CSC before they come back, and they will get a tour of the campus, an official college tour. So after you spend an entire morning taking ACT tests, the last thing you want to do is come back to school and sit in classrooms again. And so uh, it's going to be just a nice day for seniors where they get their free ACT test on, on September 22nd. Um, but on top of that, we're going to uh, provide them with lunch at the dining hall over there and a tour uh, of campus, So, and that'll finish out their day. And so we're really excited to offer that to our seniors um, since they missed out on that opportunity to take uh, or get the free ACT last spring. So again, that'll be September 22nd. Uh, real quickly, just to, to finish this up, is the, the health guidelines for activities. Like I said, we've only had uh, home football for, for high school activities so far. Next week on Tuesday, we have our home golf uh, invite, and the weather is going to be a little iffy, I think. Um, also on Tuesday evening, I believe, is the, our first home volleyball. Um, see, Friday will be football. We have home football, varsity football. Um, and then next Saturday, uh, to end that week, we'll have the home cross country. And so we're going to have... Um, I'm missing softball in there. I don't know if they're at home next week or not. Um, but we're going to really kick off and have um, a lot of activities next week um, that we'll be able to spectate. Um, and I just want to mention that the outdoor ones, the softball, the football, uh, golf, cross country, we're not requiring masks. We're encouraging them and we're encouraging social distancing. Um, so we leave that up to you and your responsibility. However, the indoor... Uh, event, which the, the only uh, sport right now would be volleyball, we're going to require face masks. So I need you prepared for that. We're requiring face masks if you want to come spectate volleyball. Um, and we just, we do that because we know it's going to be far more difficult for us to provide social distancing. Um, we could, and we're going to wait and see how next week goes. We could limit uh, attendance, which is what some schools are doing, and we don't want to do that. Uh, I want to provide an opportunity for anyone who wants to come spectate, at least has the opportunity if they're willing to wear a face mask. Um, if they refuse to wear a face mask, we're, we'll, we'll live stream the varsity game. Um, but that, that's it. Again, these, these, these are opportunities for our students uh, to compete. Um, and so... It comes with some challenges. We're talking a little bit about the middle school gym and using it because we'd have two different sides versus, uh, as most a lot of you know, our varsity volleyball, the home court is actually in the high school gym where the bleachers are on one side. Um, the problem we have with the middle school gym is we can separate the crowds a little better, but the ceiling is lower and it's not the best venue for volleyball just because of the height of the ceiling. Um, but that's something we could all we'll also look into after we see how next week goes. So next week, next Tuesday, a little nervous to see how how home volleyball is going to go. They, volleyball has been playing and, and we play by uh, the health guideline rules at each school. 
And the last one we just played last night, they required students, our students who were there to spectate, to wear a mask, but they didn't require it for the, the adult spectators. Uh, for us, we're just going to require it for everyone for volleyball just because of the indoor setting and the way our gym is set up. Um, our volleyball team, our coaches want to compete in the high school gym with the taller ceiling that's in there. Um, but we just worry about the, the size of the crowds for different games. So we're going to start with requiring it for the indoor activities. I cannot wait to burn all of these face masks and be done with this thing, hopefully this school year, but whenever it might be next year. Um, I, I can't wait to get beyond this whole coronavirus and the face masks and I can't tell you how much time we spend in meetings and plannings and all this. And it turns out it hasn't been a big issue, but it has really been time consuming um, with with plans and, and how it's changed some of the things we do uh, in school. So uh, next week, big, big week for activities uh, for the Cardinals. And we, we hope you come and support. Um, um, we're... You know, again, we're just excited to have the students have an opportunity to play because we know that's not taking place, not even in our own state. Uh, do does every school have an opportunity to compete? Um, and we're proud to offer that. Um, in our number of cases, we've been very fortunate here this week. Um, right, like I said, right now we have no active cases. Um, that hasn't happened much in our district since the start of the school year. Um, so it's exciting to see that. I do worry about. Um, elderly, high-risk people in our community. Um, the, the symptoms haven't been too bad for uh, the adults that we've had in the school that have dealt with this, but I do worry. I kind of want to protect and make sure that we're doing things that help our community as well. And, and again, I want to say students are leading the charge. They're setting the example, wearing face masks, really doing what they can. Um, and their efforts, I know, help our community and, and help prevent unnecessary spread. Um, so, so far, so good. We're off to a, a great start. We're really excited to have this school year. I'm excited to be back in the building. I've been back for a little over a week now, a week and a half. Um, and just, I, I can't tell you how proud I am of, of our students at Shattern High School, our staff, and the flexibility and, and teachers. I told them they, they're they going to have to give up some instruction time to go take breaks outside uh, allow students to take some face mask breaks, and it's just been working so well. Um, it has kind of come with a little relaxed policies. Like, for instance, it's hard for us because we stagger some dismissals. Um, it's been hard for us to, like, have a tardy policy. Um, it's just because of the way we're staggering things, and, and I've noticed there's a little relaxation of some of the rules in the school, hats and, and hoodies and dress code and some of the stuff that we would have hit a lot harder on a normal year. And it just seems like it's a little more relaxed to start this year, but it's just not a priority right now. I mean, we're, we're addressing it as needed. Um, the big thing is just to keep people health, healthy, uh, healthy and safe, and, and we're off to a great start. And so, again, I thank you for your support. There's some quick feedback for the week on, on how our first few weeks have, have started. And just wanted to share those expectations um, going into next week with all the home activities and the home events um, that will be hosted. So with that, thank you again for your support. Go Cardinals. Um, give us a call if you have any questions or if we, if we can help you out in any way. So thanks, thanks for joining today.